Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Of course, it's 9-11. And, you know, when you see that date on the calendar, we've talked about this before, you always think back to that day. Sure. Okay. And I don't know what your feeling is today, like going into the show. Mine is sadness and a bit of anger. Because we've always said over the last 22 years, never forget. Doesn't it seem like in a lot of ways it's been forgotten? Well, if you watched any of the morning shows this morning, you would have thought, yeah. yeah. Wow. It was remarkable. More on that in a second. And you, and as far as the anger yeah. angle to this, you brought up a thought that you had I that was, I thought was interesting. Yeah, you and I were texting last night. I texted you this because, again, if I'm 100% off base, then say so. But when I think of 9-11... And I think of the way the country reacted. If we had nine, if nine eleven happened today, mm-hmm. God forbid, if nine eleven happened today, there would be some diversity inclusion people that would want to be wondering why uh, the percentage of white people versus people of color who were evacuated, or who survived, or, or who survived, and who or, didn't, and how the makeup of the firefighters, or the police department, or the police department, anybody yes. else, first responders, right? There I mean, would be that th- this is the world we live in now. This would be the concern. And all I can say to that is because I think one of the jobs of legacy media now is to divide people because they try to do that all the time. Oh, yeah. Well, they would help. They would help it right along. They would they would do they would do the bidding. No question. Yes. And yes, I also think about how so many people in the country came together. Yeah. And I know that sounds kind of corny to people. But it is really true. And if you were, you know, just a regular working jamoke at that time, when you would go out, people were always talking about, you know, whether you're in an elevator or just you see someone that's, you know, at a stoplight and who's going to go first. And there was these courtesy waves that were happening all over. It was this vibe that we had never seen in our lifetime before. And, of course, that's way in the rearview mirror now. But it is really something also to think. Who would have thought 22 years ago we would have left our southern border wide open for millions of people to come in? That was one of the things that the New York City mayor said the other day, Eric Adams, when he was talking about, we can't do this, it's going to ruin New York City. She was saying it's not just people from south of the border that's coming through. People are coming through from all parts of the world. Well, yeah, I mean, we've actually caught people who... Uh, or the Border Patrol has actually caught people who were on the terror watch list. Yes. And who Can knows how many people... imagine that 22 years ago, that right. people would be coming in from everywhere no. and we would leave the border wide open? No. So, you know, I've seen plenty of people say this, and you hope and pray that it doesn't happen, but more than likely something's going to happen because of everyone that we've let through the border. Yeah. Because the left wants to change the country forever. And, hey, if some terrorists make it through, so be it. Yeah, there would be congressmen and senators in our government right now who would blame America for those planes flying into those buildings. Oh, yeah. 
that we they would blame America for it. Yeah. And it was something, man. Um, I figured, you know, as far as the morning news shows yeah. that I usually keep tabs on just to see what they're covering. You know, in the open, it would talk about the 9-11 Remembrance. And in the first, you know, 15 minutes of the show, they would have something on it. No. I'm going through the open. They're talking about the earthquake in Morocco. And, you know, other news, the the fugitive in Pennsylvania. Yep. Um, other things. And then when they're getting, like, down to sports, I'll just pick it up there in the Good Morning America open. As we count down to Monday Night Football. Okay. And just call her champion. It was Coco Goff winning on Saturday. The U.S. on Coco Goff wins the first Grand Slam title of her young career. Good morning, America. What she's telling us about her victory, carrying Venus and Serena's legacy, and if her nine-year-old self ever dreamed of that magical U.S. Open moment. Plus, call them Mrs. and Mrs. She's my wife. And what she wants... A magical wedding for Robin to Amber. The big celebration we've all been waiting for. Okay, hold on a second. I've had it on my calendar for months. Robin Roberts' uh, uh, wedding. This whole thing about their wedding. Why? Is it every anchor that gets married, they do this big thing? No. What was it about, Scott? Do you have a clue on this? You know what it was about. (laughs) (laughs) You know exactly what it was about. It was about Robin Roberts marrying a woman and then the wokeness and oozing out of your TV set in the morning. And again, why wish him happiness? Good for them. Uh, that's they're, fine. They're adult people. Do whatever you want. But again, is it is it worth? I mean, I'm surprised they didn't do a two-part miniseries about it. Her picking out the dresses and invitations and lining up the oh, DJ goodness, and man. what they're going to serve at the reception. And I'm all, I'm really surprised. When I saw that, though, I wasn't, I wasn't completely surprised. But yet I'm thinking to myself, what a day to, to pull that one out of your fanny. Yes. Yeah. I, I was like, holy smoke, really? Yeah. And then as they come around to the table. On Friday night, we are so happy for them. We're giving you a first look at their wedding day this morning. It was beautiful, magical, and so magical. meaningful. And by the way, <laughs> it was a great weekend for Coco Goff. Did you see this? It was such a thrilling victory at the U.S. Open. For her to win her Grand Slam title, we have much more on that ahead. And also this morning, we are commemorating the 22nd oh, oh, anniversary of 9-11. Yeah. Oh, oh. We're taking a live look now at the 9-11 Memorial in Lower Manhattan. Nearly okay. 3,000 right. people killed at the World Trade Center that day as well uh-huh. as the Pentagon and in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Families of the victims are gathering to remember them this morning. Okay. Oh, yeah. And there's George. I think he's saying never forget. Yeah. Even though they do nothing else on it the entire hour. Them this morning. We'll never forget, but we're going to begin with the devastation of Morocco. Okay. There was something else there, and I'll switch away from 9-11 for a second, because you know with the left right now, <laughs> it's propaganda. Okay. Remember Novak Djokovic, the greatest of all time yeah, men's the, tennis. The GOAT. Won his 24th major. Yep. Yesterday. Yeah. They didn't mention it. No. They were covering the men's tennis all last week. Why did they not mention this? It is funny you mentioned it today because I looked it up because I thought, well, wait a minute. I thought the men's thing, I thought Djokovic won. I'm pretty sure I saw this. Yes. and But I didn't see anything on it. So, I, yeah, he did. He won, and no one knew about it if you watched morning TV today. Why Nobody. would that be? 
Well, because well, I know get... he wasn't at the U.S. Open last year. Remember, oh, they wouldn't no, let they him wouldn't in because in he country. wasn't vaccinated. Right. In 2022. Yeah. True. So was not allowed in the country. Uh-uh. So is that why they were not going to even mention that he won? Well, I mean, the yeah. Coco Golf thing was Saturday. Yesterday was the men's final. Well, They're not going to mention it at all. According to them, he should be dead by COVID right now. <laughs> and I don't know if you happen to see this. but it, Okay, a couple of clips for you real quick. It's just hilarious to me. I can't, I can't help it. Um, well, here is, you know, the, the men's final yesterday after it's over. Everyone, your 2023 U.S. Open champion, Novak Djokovic. All right. Yes. There he is. The greatest of all time. Another win. Okay, I don't know if you know that, you know, how different sports have sponsorships. Like, here's your play of the day. Or in golf, it could be shot of the day. Well, in tennis, it's also shot of the day. Do you know who the sponsor is? Of shot. Don't tell me, Pfizer. It's not. Moderna. Yes. God dang it. And they have to give the Moderna shot of the day to the guy that wouldn't get vaccinated and who is demonized. That's great. Yes. Well, we'll take you to the Moderna shot of the day, and it was saving the match point. Oh, the match. match point to get to number 24. There were a lot of shots that were highly impactful. Here's the final one. <laughs> you can't make this up. We're living in a simulation. Yep. They don't even want to say his name. Another day at the office. <laughs> release and release there. Yep. So the shot of the day brought to you by Moderna. I can't believe they saw I, I didn't know there was a sponsorship of that. I was dying laughing, the dude. shot of the day. And then all I could think of was that CBS report, this was a while back, talking to Djokovic about not getting vaccinated. It's just hilarious. Decision-making on my body uh, are more important than any title. Forgoing his legacy in order to forego the vaccine. <laughs> I think his legacy is just fine. Yeah, his, his yeah, legacy I, is fine. Yeah, I think, I think it's fine. To defend his title for the fourth time. The only problem? Australia requires vaccination to enter. Have you received any... Remember this when they booted him out of the country? Oh, yeah. Because they gave him the exemption because he had had COVID. It's like, why would I get vaccinated? I already had it. Right. Got the antibody. However, yeah. upon arrival, authorities questioned unforced errors on his paperwork. What? Finally, after 11 days of back and forth, he was deported by the immigration minister on health and good order grounds. Honestly, it's an extraordinary story when you step back and look at it. But man, legacy media doesn't even want people to know about it. Moderna. Just ignore it. Moderna probably wasn't happy with that. Yeah, next year they should sell that to Remington. <laughs> Shot of the day. Boom! Brought to you by Remington. Oh, my goodness, man. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's great. That's it is. great. Well, and as far as Good Morning America, yeah, like they're going to the bottom of the hour, you know, or they get back from the bottom of the hour. Uh-huh. You're like, are they going to at least mention who won that thing yesterday? Are they going to do anything else on 9-11? That was the moment right there. Welcome back to GMA. What a moment from 19-year-old Coco 
golf, a thrilling U.S. Open win. The champion then running into the stands to hug her biggest champions. You see her right there, ran, had that big uh -huh. hug with Dad as she nice. ran into her parents. Nothing about much that. more on what no. Coco told GMA after the match. Lara yeah. has that. I was watching with the family. We all were ending up like kind of very teary. It was, oh, it was really oh, magical. Just really. We won't forget. No, not at all. Flying a lot of headlines right now as well. Including the latest in the powerful earthquake that's Whoa, 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 wait a second. We, we won't forget. Won't forget that. Go, go, golfs. Yeah. Win. But 9 11, what is today? Ah, forget it. It's disgusting. Jeez. And it's. <laughs> Little George Stephanopoulos should really be ashamed of himself. I'm sure he's not. But my gosh, man, that's really sad. Did you see her in prayer afterwards? I heard about when it. When she knelt and, and, and did a, a short. Yeah, she was praying. The yes. ESPN people didn't know what to make of that either. She was there, letting the letting the emotions wave over her, as as she as she knelt and allowed the applause to wash over her, as being the youngest nineteen year old champ. Whatever, blah blah blah. Never once mentioned prayer. They don't know what it is. Uh, probably they not. honestly don't know what she's doing. They thought maybe they, Robin and her new wife were were sending out good vibes. Yeah, you need right. Where the yes. reception was, it was sorry that they couldn't be there to see it. Good thoughts and energy. Yes, yes of course. absolutely. Yes, unreal, man. Unbelievable. It's quite a world we're living in right it now. It is. There's a lot to get to. Um, big 9/11 celebration, or at least observation, at the White House over the weekend. No, no, no. It's a hip hop celebration with the vice president. Did you hear about that? Uh. Oh, it's a beauty. That much more coming up right here. All right, the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. And next, your first look at Robin and Amber's wedding. I don't care. <laughs> Nobody cares. Stop it. <laughs> okay, done. Ah, boy, howdy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Robin, Robin, she married a white woman too. Well, I don't know what to make of that. Well, there's controversy out there because of that. Anyway, enough of that. Yeah. There's other things to get to. We got to get to the president. Yeah, well, you know, the uh, president's surrogates for his reelection campaign have been talking about how everyone has trouble keeping up with him. Why are you worried about his age? Why are you worried about his mental or physical oh. fitness, right? He just went on a trip around the world. Well, here's how he, I guess, uh, talked about his time. Is your voice cracking right now because you were emotional because of Robin and Amber's yeah, it wedding? Is. Yeah, it brought tears to your eyes. I was I was cheering so loudly over the weekend for their for their nuptials that I, I just I I can't speak today. I'm so sorry. It was so beautiful about that. Now, <laughs> Joe Biden was asked about relations with Chinese President Xi Jinping and how yeah. the two of them haven't spoken in nearly a year, and he says, "Hey, look, conflict is not on the horizon." Oh. As a matter of fact, I think it's less likely to cause that kind of conflict. Uh, I don't, uh, anyway, oh. I, I just think that there are other things on leaders' minds, and they respond to what's needed at the time. And look, nobody yeah. likes yes. having okay. celebrated uh -huh. international meetings. If you don't know what you want at the meeting, if you don't have a game plan, he may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. Oh, dear. We have trouble keeping up with the guy. You know? This is, 
This is stunningly, this is remarkable. All I can think, man, is if 22 years ago today you would have shown video of the future. This is your president, and this is what he's going to say. You'd have been horrified. Wow. Well, to see so much in our world, you'd be horrified. Yeah. But that would just be the tip of the iceberg, I guess. Wow. Every world world leader says that, sees that. (laughs) Every one of them sees that guy. Laboring through the sentence, and then I'm going to bed. I'm going to bed. Anyway. Uh, Okay. Meanwhile, Second Amendment, gone. Yeah. In New Mexico. uh, What is this? Governor of New Mexico, Michelle Grisham, is trying to cancel Second Amendment rights through a public health order. Who could have ever predicted something like this, right? Everybody. She's banning the carrying of firearms in Albuquerque, including a ban for those who hold concealed carry licenses. Yeah. Law-abiding, licensed gun owners in Albuquerque. Nope. Illegal for you to conceal carry. Uh, this because is cl- she says so. Clearly unconstitutional, but she says it's not. This is part of her press conference from over the weekend. You took an oath to the Constitution. Isn't it unconstitutional to say you cannot exercise your, your carry license? With one exception, and that is if there's an emergency, <laughs> and I've declared an emergency for a temporary amount of time, I can invoke additional powers. No constitutional right in my view, including my oath, is intended to be absolute. Oh, my gosh. Here we go and again. It's, whether it's the climate or COVID, I decide what the emergency is, and then I can dictate the law. No. But again, if I'm unsafe, what? who's standing up for that right? If this climate is so out of control, somebody should do something. I'm doing as much as I know to do. The people that have concealed carry license, you want them with the guns out on the street where people that have the illegal guns are killing innocent people, you dope. How do people not understand that? Well, that, that's uh, treasonous is what that is. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Update on that. And Kamala Harris's Hip Hop Weekend next. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial. The Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay. Uh, did Biden really bring out lying dog faced pony soldier again? Yes, yeah, he, he did. did. Yeah, that was, didn't it? I, weren't you? I was laughing out loud when I, I heard that. I was floored because I thought I they had retired that one because it doesn't make any sense. But Joe Biden tried wow. to talk about the international effort to stop climate change when he brought up the lion dog face pony soldiers thing again. Roll it. There's a, my, my brother loves having, there's famous lines from movies that he always quotes, you know, and one, one, one of them is there's, there's a movie about John Wayne. He's an Hold on a second. That's the first time I can remember him bringing up his brother. Yeah, it's a, it's a rare cameo uh, for Jim Biden. Yeah. Use money usually. Show me the money. Right. Yeah. No, just kidding. Movie about John Wayne. He's an Indian scout, and they're trying to get the. I think it was Apache, one of the great tribes of America, back on the reservation, and he's standing with the Union. So he's they're all on, they're in their on their horses. What? And 
What do you say there? Well, he's in Garrison Keeler territory there. He isn't really he? is. Ooh, he's a great story. Wow. Standing with the union, so he's they're all on their and they're what? on their horses and their saddles. Okay. And there's three or four Indians in headdresses, and the union soldiers. And the union soldiers basically saying, "The Indians, come with me. We'll take care of you. We'll be everything. Will be good." And the Indian scout, the Indian looks at John Wayne and points to the Union soldier and says, he's a lion dog-faced pony soldier. Well, there's a lot of lion dog-faced pony soldiers out there about, about global warming, but not anymore. All of a sudden, we all realize it, it's a problem. Oh, God. And there's nothing like seeing the light. For And uh, let's see. Robbins loves it when he goes into the whisper. The whisper is so creepy and weird. Well, it is very strange. <laughs> yeah, it is. And what a way to go to just saying, you know, trying to insult people who don't think the world is ending. Right. right? You you take us and open up the tales of Lake Jobigon. <laughs> very good. <laughs> good one. That's a good one. To talk about this. And, and so I think the quote, somebody tracked this down years ago because nobody knew what the hell he was talking about. And it's a movie called Pony Soldier, where there is a similar confrontation, but nobody calls anybody a lion dog-faced pony soldier. Was but John it, Wayne even in the movie? No, he no. wasn't. Holy John Wayne wasn't in mackerel. the movie. <laughs> and, and Biden said it's a movie about John Wayne, which wasn't true either. No one's concerned about Biden's cognitive ability. Just look at him. He's traveling the world. He's speaking. He can't be allowed out of the country anymore. You can't. You can't. <laughs> oh, my goodness, dude. That's sad. Wow. Okay. So that's out there. Um, and then Chuck Todd was talking to Gavin Newsom because that has been you know, part of the word that Biden's not going to make it. The Democratic power brokers know this, and they're thinking about maybe Newsom. So that's why Chuck Todd is interviewing him? Yeah, and then Chuck Todd got very dramatic when he started talking about 2024. Okay. All right. This is why I don't watch this stuff on Sunday. I want to be surprised. You don't have to, right? You were supposed to not watch it anymore because of your heart condition. I did see this, though. See, but then you you can't help yourself, Scott. Okay, roll it. I think another four years of Donald Trump will break us. What? Uh, I I don't. I I hope we don't have to experience that. but I worry about democracy. I worry about oh, the God. fetishness for autocracy that we're seeing, not just from Trump, uh, but around the Democracy? The dude is about to sign a bill that takes away parental rights in his state. Yeah. 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 Yeah, these I mean, they throw the word out there. They have no clue what it means. Of course not. Uh, but around the world, and notably across this country, uh, I've made the point about DeSantis that I think he's functionally authoritarian. Uh, I'm worried more in many respects about Trumpism, what transcends well beyond uh, his term and time and tenure. I think Trump or DeSantis would be a greater threat to democracy. I leave that to more objective minds. I'm concerned about democracy fundamentally in this I understand you say for more objective minds. What's in your mind? Tell me what's in your mind. I think the vengeance in Donald Trump's heart right now is more of a threat. Mm. The vengeance in Donald Trump's heart right now is more of a threat than what we just heard. I said, dog face pony. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All you got to do is look at what that guy's doing in his own state. <sighs> well, yeah. It's as un-American as you can get. I mean, this is an absolute joke. And the fact that you don't have honest journalists out there to call things out, like Chuck Todd. 
I mean, it's really sad. And part of the time, I ask myself, are they just as evil or are they brainwashed? I'm not quite sure. Either way, it's not good for the country. Well, that was his last Sunday, too, by the way, on Meet the Press. Oh. Yeah, that was his. That's right. Who's taking the spot? I forgot. Kirsten Welker. Okay. She was waiting in the wings on Sunday as he introduced her. Okay. Was it tearful? Well, Chuck had a lot to say. It was, you know, thanked a lot of people for putting him where he is and how he's, you know, it's been a great pleasure of his to bring us uh, the news every Sunday. Well, honestly, and I don't know this, why is he leaving? Was he forced out? Or well, is there more time with the family? I think in the name of equity and inclusion, you can't have a white guy in that position anymore. I would agree with that. So they, I don't know. they I, just I don't, nudged him out, give him some he deal somewhere else. He's got some kind of something going on. I don't know if it's going to be Chuck Todd Presents or, you know. Okay. Some kind of show Chuck's going to do. All right. I okay. Think. Wow, man. I mean, those two pieces of audio back-to-back on the day of 9-11. Yeah. Honestly, I'm going to say it. I don't know how many times during the show. If someone would have showed you video of the future 22 years from now, and would have done that in 2001, you'd have been horrified. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Holy cow, man. This is really sad. All right, it's that time of the show. Um, it may not be the biggest story that you saw out there, but it certainly caught your attention. It's time for What's Your Story? And what is your story today, David? Uh, do you remember that trans activist who flashed his fake boobs at the White House? Oh, yeah. the one person that actually got denounced by the White House, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, well, he has some new guidance for you. I saw this courtesy of Libs of TikTok. This person has new what? Guidance for guidance. you. Yes. For, for me personally or just yeah, for, any- for anybody. Okay. All right. Let's listen in. So you're straight and you're really attracted to trans women, but you don't know what to call yourself. Open-minded. Not a transphobe. A decent human being. A heterosexual Trans women are women, so to say otherwise or to try to come up with a new label for your sexuality for being attracted to us would be othering and assuming that we are not real women when we are. Because you said so? Yeah. And everyone has to play pretend with you? Either just stay away or go get some help. How's that? I don't know what to call Just because you need to play pretend doesn't mean everyone else does. Yeah. A dude da- dating a transphobe or trans woman would be called what? Kind of gay. Yeah. <laughs> or desperate I mean, or what? I, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. Not picky? Right. right. <laughs> but listen, man, the whole thing is you try to accept people the best that you can. That's all. Let people live their lives once they're grown adults, right? Uh-huh. But what do you see again and again? That's not it. No, no, you need to celebrate. And if you're hetero, you better find me attractive. Right. Better be ready to give some up now. Well, no. That's not going to happen. That's insanity. What's your story, Scott? Golly. Uh, Kamala Harris is in the news for a number of reasons. But the vice president said during an interview over the weekend that Republican criticism of her stems from her opponents being, quote, unquote, scared of her. Well, that's a new one, at least. And the merit of the work that she has done. What? On what? According to polling, she's the worst-rated vice president in modern American history. His interview with Margaret Brennan on CBS News has faced the nation. 
Brennan noted the criticism has come from uh, Republican presidential candidates, too, warning that Harris could take over the presidency if something happens to Joe, who would be 86 at the end of his second term. And it's not that she's failed. It's not that she's no good at her job. It's because they're scared of her. Okay. Uh, Just thought you should know that. Listen, the, a lot of the criticism comes from her own party. Yes. Okay, at least it's something new that it's not just sexist and racist. It's that they're scared of her because she's so good. Well, she's good at what she does and the merit of her work. Right. It scares them, too. No. Now, I want to know what that is exactly. Bring the receipts on that one. <laughs> what work I, are you talking about specifically? I'm laughing to myself because as an elected official, there's another person, a woman of color, that does strike fear into Republicans. Yeah. That's Michelle Obama. Because if she were to run, that's a massive problem for the GOP. Kamala Harris, not at all. Yeah. <laughs> because she's not any good. She's a known commodity. For my story today, it's also Kamala Harris. Yeah, really? Yes. All right. Well, and I mentioned this. Um, it's the 50th anniversary of hip-hop. I don't know if you knew that, which is weird because all reports of the beginnings of hip-hop was the late 70s in the Bronx. I guess you can pinpoint it down to 1973 now, but no one does that. Uh-uh. But whatever, it's a reason to have a big party at the White House. And so she is, uh, well, first of all, she's welcoming people that are coming there as, like, guests. Okay. Um, Doug, Dougie Fresh. Dougie Fresh, sure. Well, you know, her husband's name is Doug. He's not Dougie Fresh, though. Uh, yes, he is. There's it's... two Dougie Freshes. Oh, I didn't know that. Because oh, as God. she welcomes Dougie Fresh in, you hear her, hi, and then you can hear the rest of how that goes down. Roll it. Don't quit the show, Van Camp. It's only one time I'm going to play that. No, this is very, um, it's just another example of how for the first time in my, in my life, this is a historic administration because I have never actually felt embarrassed on behalf of either the vice president or the president of the United States. Well, and as far as the Mr., the, what do you call him, vice president? The second gentleman. Second gentleman. Yeah. yeah, he did the pose in where he did one of these, like, point oh, sideways no. in the no, picture. No, he did not. Yes, he did. No, Look he did the video. Yes, it was hilarious. Oh, it was gee. the whitest dude-looking thing I'd ever seen. Holy it was hilarious. smokes, man. Golly. <laughs> Give it up. And it always reminds me of, like, the worst dinner party you could be invited to. In jail. Hi! Oh. Okay. So then she's going to give a little speech about hip-hop. She doesn't need to. Doesn't but know anything about hip hop. Okay, go she ahead. grew up on hip hop. No, Scott, okay, go ahead. All Welcome right. to the first ever hip hop house party at the office of the vice president of the United States. That's right. Okay. And yep. welcome also, of course, to the members of our administration, including Secretary Miguel Cardona, who's here, and all the elected officials, including members of the United States Congress, wow. so many of whom have been long-standing champions of hip-hop. I want to welcome Governor Wes Moore, who is here. 
How did they champion hip-hop? I don't know. What does that mean? And the whole thing is, too, over time, I can't tell you how many liberal pieces I've read about hip-hop, how it's problematic because it's sexist and it's materialistic. Yeah. It's not good, those things. But you wouldn't know that from Kamala. No. Yeah, there was one piece I remember reading talking about, well, female dogs and hoes is what they say. I don't think we can say the B word anymore. I'm not quite sure what the rule is on that or not. But talking about it went all the way back to Tupac because it was um, M-O-B. Money over Oh, got it. Can I say it like that? You just did. Okay. That sort of thing. But anyway, she goes on. Yeah. And to all the industry leaders and artists, welcome to our home. Mm-hmm. So I don't need to tell anybody here, but hip-hop... <laughs> is the ultimate American art form. Come on, come on. And so she goes on to talk about hip-hop. Yeah. Hip-hop now shapes nearly every aspect of America's popular culture. And it reflects the incredible diversity and ingenuity of the American people. Yes. It combines rhythms from the continent of Africa, from the Caribbean, from Latin America. With the sounds of Yes, soul. I knew it would make you guys ill. This is the same Kamala Harris, though, yes. who looked like a deer caught in headlights when she was asked who her favorite rapper was. Yes. And then she said, Snoop Dogg, I listened to his album when I was in college, and the album hadn't come out for a couple of years before she graduated college. Oh, she's I mean, a prophet. She was lying. Yeah. Yes. Well, and there's not time right now, but there's more of that speech that is hilarious that we will get to. He was shaking it, too, a little bit, wasn't he? Well, and then maybe you've seen this in the rounds. You can find this easily. She was dancing, and she is getting railed for it. They called it the granny dance. Well, it was. It's really bad. Okay. All right. News update. More straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. So, David, uh, <laughs> Donald Trump was talking about Biden over the weekend? Yeah, well, Donald Trump did a rally in South Dakota. He was endorsed oh, yeah. by uh, Governor Christy Nome over the weekend. And mm-hmm. during the speech, he talked about Joe Biden making up stories all the time. We've covered it extensively on this show, obviously. But there's one part in particular that really gets under his skin. Oh, okay. Roll. No, he makes up these stories, you know, like... There's a picture of a fighter jet. I used to be a fighter jet pilot. Then there's a picture of a truck. I used to drive a truck. And then there's a picture. Does everything. This guy. The worst is, did you ever see his golf swing? He said he's a six handicap. I've never heard that before. I have neither. What? Six handicap's a good golfer. You know what he six handicaps? That's a good golfer. This guy can't hit a ball to Christie. <laughs> He's a six handicap. I think that's the greatest lie of all. Do you want to know the truth? Yeah, there's no way he ever said it, did he? I don't remember. six? No, there I don't was, remember that. There was some magazine or news outlet that guessed at different presidents or presidential candidates' golf handicap, and they put uh, Biden at like a 6.7 or something like that. I don't know golf. So, BS. Even Obama had to admit at one point, I'm a 13, but I'm an honest 13. <laughs> More like a 17. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> that makes you feel better. Golly, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready?
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. The anniversary of 9-11. Biden in D.C., in New York. Uh, no. 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 What's he doing in Alaska? Well, they scrambled to get him back on American soil because initially he wasn't even going to be in the country. Oh. You know, he had to go around the world talking about climate change. I know. I saw that. <laughs> Did you know that climate change is more frightening to the world than nuclear war? How do you get away with saying that? How in the hell can you say that? Well, in his case, he kind of mumbles through it. It's ridiculous. Yes, it I is. I heard this. I know. I'm like, I'm by myself. TV's on. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Can we pause for a second with your heart conditions of the past? You're by yourself it's watching just, this? Well, yes. But it was Why? just. Why? I don't know. I don't, I don't, I can't, I can't No baseball on? Something else you can do? I have with some of this stuff. I'm drawn to it like a moth to a light. I just can't. I can't help myself. I know I'm going to crash into it, but I don't care. Good night, man. All right, we'll just pick up part of this speech and see if you can make heads or tails of this. There is more carbon absor- absorbed from the atmosphere okay. on a daily basis. And I'll look to my, my friend John Kerry, who's forgotten more about this than most people know. Correct me if I get this wrong, John. Okay. But I'm quite sure I'm right. And that is that there's more carbon observed from the air into the Amazon region, into the ground, the ground, than admitted in the entire United States on the same basis. Hey, time out a second. It, by the way, and I know Legacy Media didn't cover it, the 1,600 climate scientists that all signed this paper said we're not under a climate emergency. It's a degree and a half. There's things you can do. You can recognize it, but we're not in an emergency. Stop it with this. But no one wants to recognize that. They just let the propagandists go on with their claim. Go ahead. Now imagine if people go in and do what we did 150, 200, 250 years ago and cut down the forest and start farming in that area. No longer have that great carbon sink. We, you know, it's gonna, it would be a gigantic problem. See, I like playing something like this because I know Van Camp hasn't heard it yet. No. And to yeah. watch the confusion come over your face. Well, I'm trying to follow what exactly the point he's making is. I know. That's why I'm trying to paint that picture for people. Because I guess if you have that confused look on your own face, know that you're not alone. So we should be going to areas, whether it's in the Congo or other places, as, as the G7 nations and the wealthy G20 nations, though, and providing the kind of infrastructure they need to be able to benefit. And guess what? Oh, in God. addition to help. My favorite right there. Guess what? Yeah, I'm we're completely what? lost. That's, I'm I, lost. I know. That, I don't even know what he's talking about now. That's where he, that's where he just took the Texas highway exit, which is yeah. you don't wait for the exit, you just go over the grass. Yeah. <laughs> uh, guess what? He <laughs> just keeps driving. Yeah. Okay. Huh? In addition to helping the environment overall, and the only existential threat humanity faces, even more frightening than a than a nuclear war, is global warming going above 1.5 degrees in the next 20, 10 no. years. Next 20, 10 years. Uh, no. Okay. 
nu- nuclear war is infinitely more terrifying of a prospect and more immediate of a prospect and way more irreversible or changeable than any climate change model that's been produced. Remember when they used to talk about, talk about removing Trump from office because he wasn't mentally fit? Yeah, because, because he used two hands to, you know, take a sip of water. Yes. A president says what he just said. You might want to think about it. Right. The guy can't do the job. And we're in real trouble. There's no way back from that. <laughs> okay. Like there is from a nuclear war. That right. Takes place. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with him? I mean, I know. I, I, I don't know why, man. It's been going bonkers for we, a while. It, it, but it's got, who it's really been ramped up. With it, media, with all of it. And in some ways for me, it like all came to a head yesterday and today. Like on this 9-11 anniversary, like we're host in so many different ways. Oh, God. You're going to have to try to turn this thing around bit by bit. Yeah. Because it's really something there. Wow. Brutal. Okay. So that's out there. Um, Let's just get to this clip. Joe Biden is speaking. I haven't heard this clip yet, by the way, David. Mm -hmm. I know because you got it. And he's trying to talk, and then Corrine Jean-Pierre cuts the whole thing off because yeah. they just don't want him talking to anybody. Because he's rambling, and this was oh. during his press conference in Vietnam. And, okay. I mean, the guy, the guy couldn't put a sentence together. And uh, at the end of the event, he was talking about a Chinese government official he met with, and Corrine Jean-Pierre just has to – I mean, she's throwing in the towel. It's done. We got to go. Oh, man. Okay, roll it. We talked about we talked about at the conference overall. We talked about stability. We talked about making sure that the third world, the uh, excuse me, third world, the, uh, the, the, uh, the southern hemisphere had access to change. It had access. We, it wasn't confrontational at all. You came up with thank, thank you, everybody. This ends thank, the count press thank, conference. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Here's some jazz. Here's a piano. She is she is Mick. She's the cut man. Yeah. She stops the fight. When the battered and bruised, bloodied. I mean, it. She throws in the white towel. She has She's to. She's not going to do the cutting. It's like, come here, man, come here. No, no, but no she, we're not cutting nothing. She has we're to throwing gather him and move him right. away before he gets knocked out. Well, yeah, that, you know. that's also like the 105-year-old legendary golden age of Hollywood director giving his final speech at the Oscars. And yes. they're just yeah. trying to figure out a way to gracefully get him off stage. They're playing the music and somebody comes out. Yeah. But wait till the video comes out that shows him traveling around the world. Then people will have confidence in his stamina and cognitive ability again, said some idiot that, politician, Chris Coons. Yeah, that, that was actually yeah. their talking point all last week. Hey, he's about to travel around the world in five days, and we just put out this video from February where he was able to walk a few feet in Ukraine. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Wow, man. So you had that going on over the weekend, weekend before 9-11. It's on a Monday. I mentioned it earlier. Kamala Harris had a hip-hop party um, at the White House because it's 50 years of hip-hop, even though that doesn't quite seem right because I thought it was late 70s. That's what it's always been said in the Bronx. But, hey, whatever. And I played part of the speech, and I said there was more to it as far as hip-hop goes, even though there's been several pieces 
treatment by a lot of liberals saying it's problematic in a number of ways. It's sexist and it's material, whatever. But she goes on in this And to be clear. To be clear. Hip-hop culture is America's culture. It is a genre. It is music and melody and rhyme. Yes. And hip-hop is also an ethos. Come on now. Of strength and self-determination. Uh-huh. Of ambition and aspiration yes. of pride, power, and purpose. Do they ever read the lyrics to some of these songs? I'm just asking the question. No. Hmm. Well, I mean, there, yes. there was definitely purpose behind Ludacris's move, bitch, get out the way. <laughs> well, it was reflecting the common man. Remember <laughs> Chris Rock's uh, breakdown of that? He was like, yeah. well, there's a bee in his way, and he wants her to get out of the way. <laughs> You know exactly what he's talking about. Hmm. Anyway. Hip-hop is a declaration of identity. Yes. It says, I love who I am. I re- represent where I come from. Come on now. And I know where I'm going. Yes. She got a little inflection there in her delivery. Because, <laughs> I mean, heart and soul, Kamala's a hip-hop woman. You know that. Like from her interviews before, talking like about Snoop Dogg and how she was like digging on his music before he even released an album. I like the woman in the background, though. Come on now. Oh, yeah. That's favorite. I love that. Yeah. It's like a religious service. It was. For some people. Uh, unrelated story. I see Las Vegas rapper arrested after dropping song boasting about killing a man. Well. well you put that in your music. and In the headline, and it says, and this is from Complex.com. I'd be the reason why he's dead. <laughs> See, right, I'm not making it yeah. up. I'm joining no, you right uh, now. There it is, yeah. Um, I'll just read from the story. Las Vegas man, Ken, Ken Juan McDaniel, who records music under the name The Biggest Fin 4800, oh, yeah. has been arrested on murder charges after he rapped about a 2021 killing in a song. Uh, Wow. Apparently, they got a tip that it was actually in the lyrics of the song called Fady Free, um, where the lyric says, brought it with that fire, hear that ah, see your body twitching. Hmm. <clears throat> Parked the car, doubled back on feet, the smartest way to slide. I'd be the reason why he's dead. We still taunt him when he die. Not the reason he's dead, so celebrate the reason why his mama cry. Huh. Okay. It's empowering. Well, I, I well, do. Says yeah. Kamala. I do remember a while back there was this big conversation about whether or not prosecutors could use rap lyrics as evidence. And a lot of lefties were saying, well, that's an assault on free speech or whatever. If it's a confession, I mean,. When you're saying, I'm the reason he be dead, then that's a confession. That's not, I mean, you're free to say it. You're free to talk yourself into going to prison. Uh, Just to, I don't want to correct you, Mm. but just for the record, he didn't say, I am the reason. It was, I be the reason. I be the reason. Yeah. Okay. You know, nobody took Johnny Cash to task or I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. (laughs) Nobody thought he really did. (laughs) Yes, but he he wasn't serving time at that time. See? No, well, that, that is true. Locked up in. The, no. Okay. Just to be fair on that one. But, yeah, there you go. Okay, much to get to. Um, 
unbelievable in New Mexico. A concealed carry permit holder should be arrested. The Second Amendment, hello. That and much more coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. New Mexico, this is nuts, man. It really Our is. Our friends in Albuquerque, like, wow. Yeah, no, the governor should be removed from office immediately. Yep. Uh, New Mexico Governor Michelle Grisham is trying to cancel Second Amendment rights through a public health order. Hmm. She's banning the carrying of firearms in Albuquerque, and that includes a ban on those who hold concealed carry licenses. So she says this gives the cops extra tools to get criminals off the street, but maybe that includes lawful gun owners being arrested. Wow, man. All right, roll it. I can make the point that they, maybe they should be, and this is the point. I, I, I'm willing to do anything and everything within a shred of evidence-based effort because if you're not horrified that on any street corner in too many cities in New Mexico, there is someone with a gun sticking out of their waist or their belt. Time out a second. For all these people that say, we've tried everything. Tell me, man, because sometimes I feel like I'm losing it. I've mentioned this a hundred times, at least. If you're caught with a gun illegally, automatic jail time. I would say five years, at least three. Does anyone ever mention that when they say they've tried everything? If you're talking about murders that happen on the street, more times than not, the overwhelming percentage is someone who is in illegal possession of a firearm. Yeah, It's automatic time. And then you give police the resources to go out and clean up the streets and find the people and put them in jail. You give everybody a month. You got a weapon illegally? Better get rid of it. This one's not going Cops down. Are coming. This one's not going down very well, though. You got guys like Ted Lou and David Hogg who oh. are opposed I to what's going on. I understand, but just tell me when they say, "Yeah, we've tried everything." No, they well, never bring that up. They, but they don't think about that. That's not part of the plan. Part of the plan is to disarm you. Tough on crime used to be part of the plan. Yeah. Well. So yes, and you wonder. Did this person, this governor, make this decision by themselves, or was this pressure as like a trial run to see how it would go? It feels like a trial run to me. It does to me, it too. It does to me, as well. Because, I mean, automatically the backlash, like Scott mentioned, Representative Ted Lieu, one of the craziest lefties in Congress, and that's saying yeah. a lot, was saying, no, this is against the U.S. Constitution, obviously. Right. Okay, there's more from this dope. And I'll tell you, if you're, if you're a young person, you're not allowed to have a handgun. Well, it's a crime already. I got it. But we won't be able to arrest all of them. So imagine, just in, 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 a, in a perfect world, if this was upheld, <laughs> it gives all of these police officers the ability to focus on the real criminals. Ow. What? That's nonsensical. Yeah. How? Makes no sense. By the way, a bunch of dudes open carrying... Uh, protested in Old Town Albuquerque over the weekend as well. No one got arrested. Weird. It's almost like police officers are, well, smart enough to realize that this is illegal what the governor is doing. Yes. Not going to be a part of that. Wow. You know there are other governors waiting to see what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. They'd love love to do this. Uh, Switching gears. uh, Well, it was a survey out there. Um, Mentioned this 
just briefly before. Um, but 42% of men are uncomfortable putting sunscreen on another man's back. Yeah. And, Scott, you wouldn't do it. Nope. For me? Nope. We've known each other for over I'm 30 not years. putting sunscreen on your back. I had skin cancer on my ear, you know. Well, I'm not putting it on your ear. I'm putting it on your back. But I can't reach that part of my back. I'm just asking you to No, it. I know. I'm not going to. If I give you 100 bucks, Keep going. 200 Keep going. You wouldn't do it if I gave Dude. Scott, I'm desperate. I don't want... I'm, we're out on the beach. Well, why are we out there by ourselves? Why isn't there anybody else around? I visit you in the hospital every day for I know. I, well, if you were in the hospital, I would consider it maybe. But not on but a after beach. The, nothing. I'm not, and I didn't do that expecting anything, but you can't in the middle of my back rub just a little sunscreen on there? That's how every rom-con starts on the <laughs> beach, rubbing lotion. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm just thinking. What if I get a glove? I know. And this, you uh, wouldn't do it? Sun's going down and the music no, starts I don't, to swell. No, I'm not putting on the go. saxophone. Oh, I'm just asking you to put a little sunscreen on there George so I don't Michael's get burnt. playing in the background. Golly. <laughs> Only 10% of women bothered by doing it for a female friend. Yeah, they don't care. That's, they're fine with it. Yeah. We, we've got the problem. If you ask like me to do it, I do it. I might look the other way. What, David, you would? Sure. Oh, oh he could say that now. Yeah. I'm changing the will. This is the Marshall <laughs> Van Camp and Robin show. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest story of the, the day, will. David. I'm very gentle, by the way. Gosh, I don't but, care if it's rough. I just need the sunscreen on there. I'm right. gentle but thorough. The truth is oh. I'd rather get burned than have either one of your paws on me. Well, no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest story of the day is what? Uh, it's that Joe Biden could barely make it through a press conference, but one time uh, he walked in Ukraine, and therefore uh, we're not supposed to be concerned about his age or mental fitness. Yes. The guy actually said, I'm tired and wow. I'm going to bed. He did say that. It's My pretty amazing. And it's 9-11. And we always said we'd never forget, but it sure seems like a lot of the news outlets have. Get to it all coming up right here. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Uh, some people are concerned about you, David, uh, because of the voice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've tried to explain. Um, it was an emotional weekend celebrating... The wedding of Robin Roberts and it's true. Uh, her new bride. Mm-hmm. Is it Amber? I think I, it's Amber. I, I couldn't stop shrieking uh, in joy and also sorrow because for me, Robin Roberts is the one who got away. Oh, yeah. It's, it'll be all right, buddy. Not from you. Man, oh, man. Well, well we on this to... 9-11 anniversary, yeah. They didn't have much time on Good Morning America to devote to that. They had to celebrate Robin and Amber's wedding. You know that. What a weekend it was for Robin and Amber, their big day. They mm. sure know how to throw a party. Love was in the air. <laughs> Love was definitely in, yeah. in the air, and dancing was on the dance floor. But first, we go back to Ginger. Hey, Ginger. Yeah, no time for any of that. Did you know there was dancing on the dance floor? That's usually what happens. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. Well, yeah. Loverboy is writing copy now. For Good Morning America, I don't know if you knew that. If you want to dance, did they start from the start? Yeah, if you want to dance on the dance floor, you got to start from the start. That's right. Makes sense. Okay. So, <laughs> Reverend Reno is there with his red leather pants right. on. <laughs> Joe Biden uh, in New York today for nine eleven. No, oh, no. DC, the Pentagon. No. 
No, he's in Alaska. They scrambled to get him back on the U.S. soil uh, on 9-11 because initially, at least the reports were over the weekend, he wasn't going to be back in the United States. And you know what? Apparently, the White House told Fox News' Peter Ducey. Yes. Well, it's not like 22 years after Pearl Harbor, presidents were going and visiting Hawaii. Are you joking? I'm not joking. That's what he reported today. Oh, my goodness. Wow. (laughs) Holy smokes, man. I mean, it's in your town. It's in New York City. Wow. Why should we be surprised? Why? I know. I mean, he also said that global warming was scarier than nuclear war. Yeah. Yeah. Goodness gracious, man. What's his name? And, and, then, and then he d- had a list again of people to call on to ask questions. We did that routine again. Oh, yeah. Joe Biden wrapped up his trip to Asia with a press conference in Vietnam. And boy, he was at it. more out of gas than my throat is. Um, <laughs> here's Joe Biden trying to figure out which reporter he was supposed to call on. Okay. For, and uh, I see. I'm just following my orders here. Here, the leader of the free world. Uh... Staff, is there anybody haven't spoken? To, uh, what? No, I ain't calling on you. I'm calling on. I said they had five questions. Anita from VOA. Oh my goodness, dude! Wild man. And you got these spokespeople for the Democratic Party out there saying, "Just wait until the ad comes out, where you see how vibrant he is." Yeah. Then there won't be any questions about his cognitive ability. They know he can't do this. Imagine him on the campaign. Imagine that dude in a debate. Yeah. Yeah. Are you familiar with uh, Kurt Schlichter, I think is his last name. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. And that sounds familiar. Yeah, he's a writer, uh, conservative commentator. Okay. Who kind of joked the reason why they didn't have Joe Biden in D.C., in Pennsylvania, or New York on 9-11 was because they were afraid they were going to, or he was going to claim that Bo Biden died in 9-11. May not be far from the well, truth. Not right. I mean, really, it's just afraid of what he could say. Yeah. I mean, as you mentioned earlier, he actually said, "Yeah, I'm going to go to bed now for crying out loud." If you don't have a game plan, he may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> Thus, becoming the first president in the history of us, the United States of America, who has said, "I'm going to bed now." Okay. While visiting overseas. I have good news. Switching gears here. Someone says they're prepared to be president. I know. She said it. I I heard it. Oh, you already know this? I heard it. It's Kamala, huh? This part of the interview, David? Yeah. Hmm. Who was she doing the interview with? This was CBS's Margaret Brennan. Okay. (laughs) Let's enjoy this together. Kamala says yes. She's ready to be president. Oh, boy. Well, what's she going to say? She's right. the vice president. You can't say, no, I'm scared bleepless. True. Yes, I am, if necessary. But Joe Biden is going to be fine. And let me tell you something. What's that? I work with Joe Biden every day. Under Joe Biden's leadership, we have transformed and are in the process of transforming America's infrastructure with an historic investment in not only roads and bridges, but high-speed internet, what we are doing around issues like lead pipes, and and I could go on and on. Are you taking the threat of a second Trump presidency 
seriously enough? I don't understand the question. You were dismissive of some of the Republican criticism of you and the president. When you look at current polling, the front runner for a Republican nomination is the former president, the 45th president. We will win re-election. We will, will win. win. We will win re-election. Yeah. Yeah. The rig it. Right. I, I don't understand the question. Well, because we're going to steal it, duh. Right. With your help. <laughs> Aren't you familiar with what happened in Wisconsin, Michigan? Come on. I mean, I know you're kind of bought and paid for here at CBS, but seriously. Yeah, I mean, God. you know, I mean, just between us, right? Come on. Wow, man. You know what? Someone brought out a nice oldie which is less than two years old from Kamala, too. Because <laughs> this was talking about illegal immigration. Root causes. Gonna oh, get to we're going to go back. Oh, of course. Yeah. Remember this, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, because right now the emergency is also climate change. Right. Did you know illegal immigration fluctuates like the weather? Just part of it. Really? I thought this so was funny. Like four seasons of immigration? I thought this was okay. funny listening to this now right. as we're told every day, storms all over, the heat, oh my goodness. You Do you know, think my the strategy is working despite the numbers being up? Overall, we are seeing progress. But there is, it, we're not going to have a constant. There are going to be fluctuations. That is normal, just like the weather fluctuates and, and circumstances oh. fluctuate, such as elections in those regions and what that might mean. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that we keep our foot off the gas. We have to stay focused and understand there has to be a long-term strategy as well as a short-term strategy. Um, and, and here's, so was it here's too the early bottom. to say that the strategy was working when the numbers went down? <laughs> Pretty good question, actually. For My point is that focusing on root causes mm -hmm. and doing the work that we have been doing to bring U.S. investment into those countries in a way that is supportive of their economies and supportive of fighting corruption actually works. You know what? As Eric Adams, the mayor of New York, and different liberals are talking about what a huge problem we have in our cities because of illegal aliens, do any of them say... Kamala, what's up with the root causes? Did you get an answer? What do we do? I don't hear anybody saying that. Is she still in charge of it, by the way? Oh, I, th I think she moved on from it. I think she did her mission accomplished thing, and she's oh. on to other things, like artificial intelligence and electric school buses. Yes. Well, and uh, women's, uh, what do they call it, health. Yes, reproductive rights. Right, okay, got it. She's on that one, too. Yeah. Yes, of course. Okay, uh, switching gears. Oh, Glenn Youngkin. See this story? Yeah. Governor of Virginia granted an absolute pardon to that father who was arrested at the school board meeting, if you remember, after the superintendent lied about his daughter's rape Yeah. by the biological male that wore a skirt oh, in yeah. the girl's bathroom. And he was flipping out. He got arrested, everything else. Absolute pardon for that dad. From Yonkin. Good. Good. Good for him. Yes. And, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about different things on 9-11. The way, okay, I know it sounds a little old, but it doesn't seem that long ago where you could vote for somebody different for president than, say, your buddy. But you could also say, on most things we agree with, just common sense kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. That world's gone 
you think about this issue um, with the LGBTQ plus rights, and I suppose you could make the argument, well, a lot of people still agree. Some people are just afraid to talk about it, right? The fact that you can have biological males competing against females. I mean, when they were talking about this 10 years ago, did you ever really think you'd see it? No. No. N- not this quickly. No. Yeah. I didn't either. Or that you would really be talking about biological males in a girl's bathroom and that the girls would be demonized if they spoke up against it. Right. And I heard this conversation with Joe Rogan and Bill Maher, two guys politically I don't agree with on a lot of different things. But at the same time, at the same time, this reminds me of at least a time when on most things you could agree on because it's just a couple of dudes talking like common sense when it comes to that issue. I think I have all the edits in there. Oh, boy. I don't know. There might be something that slips by. Just be on the ready, David. All right, I guess. I don't know if you heard this, but it's just how crazy things are. It's <laughs> terrifying that they're that they're calling it gender-affirming care when it's really childhood mutilation before you have the ability to figure out what permanent means. You're fucking seven years old. You can't get your face tattooed. You you can't go to war. You can't get married. There's reasons for all that stuff. You're too young. And this... We could all agree on that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think most people probably still can. Most. And this idea that you should be able to make life-changing choices like hormone blockers, which are, A, not reversible, no matter what the they say they say it's reversible no the changes happen to your body during puberty and if you stop those changes that change is no, you can't reverse that you're going to have a micro penis you're, you're you're taking estrogen while your body's developing you're blocking your testosterone because you've ever heard someone that's gone through this and then talks about it yes it's yes yeah, brutal sad man yeah if you're doing all that stuff it's going to have an effect on your body now if you're happy with that effect and you don't care Okay, but how many people are and how many people are young and how many detransitioners are there who have horrible stories? And, and, and you're a monster and a bigot if you even bring that up, which is okay. insane. <laughs> and so sometimes it's just refreshing to know that, okay, at least on this issue, most people have not completely lost it, but there are still a number of people that have. Oh, and people are afraid to speak out. They're afraid of being labeled, like he said, like he just said. They think that, but they're afraid to speak it. Yeah. It's happened several times. It's yes. going to continue to happen. But you still got to stand up for what's right. I, no, I 100% agree with you. But All right. Man. There's much more to get to. Okay. I I didn't know that we'd be talking about Donnie Osmond today, of all things. And Donnie it's not Os- the biggest story. He claims he's never cursed in his life. Never not once. He might not have. I mean, wow. that may be true. All right. And then who is going to be the nominee in the Democratic Party? That straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Third world. Yes, we mean third world. The, uh, the, the, uh, the Southern Hemisphere had access to change. It had access. We, it wasn't confrontational at all. Yeah. You can't thank, thank you, everybody. This ends thank, the count press thank, conference. Thanks, yeah, everyone. Thank this ends the presidency. He can't do this. Holy mackerel. Yeah, he's circling the drain there, and Kareem Jean-Pierre has to jump in and say, all right, we're giving you the hook, Joe. You're gone. See you later. Okay, he's not going to make it. Is everyone confident in that now? To the finish line? He's not going to be the nominee next year. 
can't see it. Man, I want to say yeah, but I, I, this, I don't know. The Democratic gonna have power to, brokers if, know that he cannot make it. If they do this, aren't they forced to then move Kareem? No. Or, uh, no. No. Kamala Harris, rather, to the front of the line? No. No? No, because they know she's a loser, But won't too. they take a beating for that? I mean, by their on their far left? They don't care. Wow. They know she can't win either. Well, can Did Gavin you see Newsom the hypothetical win? matchup between her and Trump? Uh, her and Trump? Yes. Oh, jeez. Oh, he, same close. Her. Yeah. Not even close. So then the thought is, is it Gavin Newsom? Well, I can't believe that either. But Other people think Gretchen Whitmer. Oh, God. But Gavin Newsom was asked about it. Yeah. It was on Meet the Press. He says, no, I'm not, I'm not going to run for president if Joe Biden has to drop out of the race. Um, and he, he says, hey, my old pal Kamala Harris, she would be the obvious choice to replace Joe at the top of the ticket. <laughs> she can't imagine ever having to run against each other. Of course not. By definition, it won't happen. Um, but we've, I've said that a thousand times. Uh, we privately uh, continue to maintain a very good relationship, interpersonal, just how you doing, checking mm-hmm. in. Uh, it's been a challenging few years with COVID. Uh, and uh, we've had the opportunity to sit down, have lunch together in yeah. the White House. We spend time uh, talking about important so things. So nobody's upset. She's not upset that you're going to debate Ron DeSantis. Uh, maybe. I, apparently someone in uh, her office is because uh, I read some off the record quotes. Uh, Oh, interesting. By the way, your state's imploding. Yeah. How do you have all this time? Why doesn't anyone ask that freaking question? Wish I knew who that was, uh, but I don't hear it from her. So, and I'm certainly not hearing it from the White House itself. So you're debating Ron DeSantis. Why do you do that? You know, what's the deal here? I mean, if you're not running. I mean, it seems like you care quite a bit about your national profile. Mm. So why do you do all of that? Again, your state is in bad shape by a ton of different metrics. Oh, yeah. Doesn't make any sense. But they lie all the time. Okay, so I mentioned the story earlier, just switch gears. Donny Osmond says he never cursed in his life. You spent time with Donny Osmond. I did. I spent Scott. a couple of hours with him once in the late 80s and uh, took him to a show. And he went back to his hotel. He asked, I picked him up at the airport. He asked to go to the hotel. Okay. And he wanted to call home. And he called his wife and talked to his wife and his kids and um, got back in the car. And we drove. And he was very, very nice. Just you and he? Kind, Yeah, just kind mm. guy. And, you know, I took him, to the, took him to the show and dropped him off. And we did the show that night. We, I mean, I introduced him. But, you know. And he it, performed. Yeah, he did perform. Okay. He had a hit record out at the time. And, Top 40. Yeah. Okay. Song called Soldier of Love, and uh, he was promoting that, and he was going around doing little mini concerts with other artists. And he was a nice guy. He never swore. I never heard him swear. I bet you swore around him. Well, I'm sure I did because it's in my DNA. <laughs> I, I can't help myself. He said in this interview, never because I never heard my father curse. I bet he, he was tough, but he never swore. Nope. Wow. I bet Marie has, though. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> this is the Mark Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Oh, I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. The anniversary of 
I think we all think about that. You see it on the calendar. Yeah, man. Yeah. And you think about the mental state you were in that day, other people, what you were worried about, and then you think about where we're at now. Yeah, I mean, I I was talking to you about this. On, I texted you over the weekend because it was like as I'm watching some of this, I'm thinking about my reaction to it. I was on the air. I was thinking I was the only one that was on the air for the three of us at was, that time. I was a freshman in high school. Right. Well, they, you might have been on the, the – uh, junior high station or something <laughs> i was but, doing afternoons but i did not I, go on the air that, that day because what, yeah right we all went to network right. news everybody that went day. to network yeah. uh but i was actually on the air when it happened and again you don't know you hear the plane hit the world trade center the first thing you think about is pilot distress error of some kind you don't think about it we're under attack right yeah because i was watching the news that morning yeah. and everyone was confused and the second one hits and then but you saw what we saw and I, I did a morning show. The next day I was going to, driving to work, and everybody had their porch lights on everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. It was a call for it. The community came together. It was just one of these moments in history, right? And I thought to myself when I'm seeing this, I don't, I don't think this could happen today. Because I think we, would, we already would have people complaining about the people that were rescued. Uh, there wasn't enough diversity with, with people of, of color or sexual orientation or whatever. And that the fire Media would divide people, right? And the yeah. firefighters, there were you know there wasn't any diversity at all in the firefighters. I mean, it would be stupid stuff like this. Well, what I think be arguing about, about, and I know the radio station you were at at the time, yeah, mine too. You did fundraisers, oh yeah, and I mean people were giving money like crazy, a million dollars. We did a million like dollars it. in like five days, yeah, it, to send, yeah, to New York, yep, D.C., Pennsylvania, and I think you're right. It'd be, well, you know who's getting the lion's share of this money. Exactly. It's not, See, that's what I mean. It, it would yeah. be something divisive. And it would be the squad. It would be some other foot stompers with their heads on fire, their pink hair on fire, on the corner, screaming about, uh, you know, how, how it, it wasn't, it wasn't, in, it, it was not enough equity involved in the money. Or Well, not only that, you, <laughs> sorry to say, but would not be surprised if members of the squad would be talking about how we deserved it. I, exactly. I thought this. Be crap I, see, like I think that. about that too. Yeah, I mean, and I'm, I hate saying that, and I hesitate to even bring it up. But I think you know it's important because I think it's true. Well, I think we've seen it in action. I mean, is it, <laughs> is this too simple to say? The left, in a lot of ways, have destroyed the comp- or the country, and the right has allowed it to happen. Yes. I mean, I, I want to say far left. I think there's still some people on the left that aren't completely nuts. Well, but those policies are the right. reason we're at where we're because at Because right they now. scream the loudest, yeah. Well, I, have you seen this? I think I sent this to you, Jamie. Uh, the Huffington Post White House reporter, S.V. Yes. Date, or however you say his name. Yes. Wow. Writes, 22 years ago this morning, a foreign terrorist murdered nearly 3,000 Americans. But he could not come close to ending or even hurting our democracy. That attack arrived 19 years, three months, and 26 days later at the hands of an American. Now, there is a typo in the follow-up tweet, which is kind of funny, as as sick as this is. Uh, Osama bin Biden, he writes, after all, had never taken an oath to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States. Our 45th president had, ironically, the locus of his assault 
was the same building that was saved by the bravery of the passengers on United 93. Again, (laughs) this dude is saying that January 6th, Mm -hmm. Capitol Riot, was worse than 9-11. Man, oh, man. Well, when the likes of AOC was saying that, they were laughed out of the room. Well, Comparing January 6th to 9-11 or Pearl Harbor. Should have been. Yes. They can't take a person like that seriously. They're no. not serious people. I totally agree. And now our president, who couldn't be bothered with being in New York today. God. And what was it the White House said? Well, it wasn't like presidents were going to Hawaii 22 years after Pearl Harbor. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I don't even know what this clip is we're about to hear. Is he making a movie reference that he says is a song? Yes, Joe Biden's press conference in Vietnam. You know, this was his chance to show the American people there's no problem with his cognitive ability. There's no decline happening whatsoever. And this is how it started off. It is evening, isn't it? It's around the world in five days. It's interesting. Well, uh, you know, there's that one of my staff members said, remember the famous song, you know, Good Morning Vietnam? Well, good evening, Vietnam. Uh, And uh, good morning back in America. Holy cow. Leave out any pop culture reference that happened after 1961. Okay. Dude. I know people have talked about this, and I'm thinking about Victor Davis Hanson that mentioned it. His cognitive decline in the last few months, and I forget exactly how he said it, but it's like threefold. It's startling. Yeah. It really is. It's going down fast. Isn't this, the clips that we've heard today, things from over the weekend, the worst that it's been, would you say? It's been a while since we've had a collection of clips this bad from one event. Wow, man. Yeah, one event. (laughs) Yes. Again, the one where he's rambling, and then Karine Jean-Pierre just comes in and throws in the white towel and says, this thing's over. We talked about about at the conference overall, we talked about stability. We talked about making sure that the third world, the, uh, excuse me, third world, the the Southern Hemisphere had access to change. It had access. It wasn't confrontational at all. Oh, man. Thank thank you, everybody. This ends the press conference. Wow. It's got to be panic today. Just flat-out panic. But at the same time, you know, this wasn't one of the biggest stories on most national news outlets. No. It should oh, be. No. I mean, Trump awkwardly walking down a ramp was a lead story. But in this case, you got the president who can barely string more than four words together in a coherent fashion is on the world stage rambling about dog-faced pony soldiers and whatnot. And And can't find out who he's supposed to call on to ask questions. And uh, I see, I'm just following my orders here. Oh, deep sigh. Uh, Deep sigh. Staff, is there anybody haven't spoken to? I ain't calling on you. I'm calling on you. I said they had five questions. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah, there's panic. Okay. Meanwhile, Kamala Harris 
she can't answer some simple questions. She celebrated hip-hop over the weekend, big party. Yeah. Covered that. Um, then she also had a big interview, and she just asked basic questions. Yeah, about abortion. Like, where mm-hmm. where do you draw the line? You know, what is what is, like, the number of weeks that you would support banning abortion after? Yeah, fair enough question, yeah. right? Should be able to know that. Okay. What week of pregnancy should abortion access be cut off? We need to restore the protections of Roe versus Wade. Which We're was... not trying to do something new. It's a robot. I it have is. this programmed answer, yeah. say, and uh, this is what I'm going to go with. Except it's lacking intelligence. It's just artificial. Yes. Well, that was nebulous because it was about viability, which could be anywhere between 20 to 24 weeks. And but it, so no, 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 no. Let, that's, let's, that let, was me, in let me be very clear. the Women's Health Protection Act. That let the White me be House also let me endorsed. be very clear. From day one, the president has been clear. I have been clear. We need to put back the protections that are in Roe v. Wade into law. Since the Supreme Court took it, Congress has the power and ability to pass Will legis- not ever Answer talk the qu- about Answer specifics. The question. Won't do it. Answer Just the freaking question. General BS. Put those protections back in law, and Joe Biden will sign that bill. So that is what we want. But does it need to be specific in terms of defining and where that guarantee goes up to and where it does not? At which week of pregnancy? We need to put back in place the protections of Roe versus Wade. You we know are why not, I'm asking you this I, question, but, though, because Republicans say the lack of wow. a precise date in cutting it off. You know this. They say that allows Democrats to perform abortions up until, you know, birth. Which is ridiculous. Which is, statistically which is not accurate. And, and it's ridiculous. I and it's that. a mischaracterization okay. of so, the point. No, the point but, is, but the do point you need is to be more precise. To, I am being precise. We need to put into law the protections of Roe versus Wade. David have been saying this for years, man. I mean, yeah. what, eight years? They'll never talk about it. They never want it. Because what, what the bill that was put forth is legalization of uh, elective abortion up until the moment of birth. Right. So just when does the, quote, clump of cells become, become a baby? A person. Yeah. When? Won't answer the question. And, 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 and if you're saying right up to the point of birth, then just say it. Right. Say it. But they know that's a loser. But you're not answering the question that was asked. No. It's so bizarre. I know, man. Golly. Yeah. I hadn't heard that piece of audio. Holy cow. Yeah, it's something, man. man. It tells you everything you need to know right well, there. yeah. Yeah. Um, How frustrating. She went three times. She went up the hill three times <laughs> trying to get her to answer the damn question. She wouldn't do it. I know it. Yep. Um Man, real quick story. Um, I don't know if you heard about this. It's the MMA fighter that tried to stop the car thieves in Philadelphia. Yeah. I don't know if you did. You see the video? Yep. Dude, I mean, the guy is lucky that he wasn't hurt. But yeah, you see someone steal your car, and yet, I mean, you're bent. You're like, hey, that's my car. And the news in Philly, the way they cover the story, I mean, here's part of it, But this was very real, (laughs) and the only one filming was a witness who couldn't believe his own eyes. Check out the video here, a man jumping out of the side of that car that two thieves were in the process of stealing. Yeah, they go to We know the man who tried to stop those thieves is a mixed martial arts fighter. 
Action News reporter Taronda Thomas has the story. Got the action news on it, sometime David. Sometimes swimming, sometimes running. Igor Kostachenko spends most of his days training, but no amount of training could prepare him for this. Dragged, hanging out of the window of a car, his car that was stolen earlier that day. I see for people sit my car and go forward. Kostich yeah, he's doing a delivery. He's got a side job and he sees he comes out, his car's taken off. He runs after it and then jumps on to hold on. Dude fires two bullets at him. Luckily missed. Dang. And then shakes him off. That's some superhero stuff. Dude. And one of his buddies is like, this is what, you know, the guy came here from Ukraine. Didn't think it was going to be like this in Philadelphia. That's the second time he's been carjacked since he got here. Holy cow. Maybe we got to start putting MMA guys in these neighborhoods. Letting them handle it. Oh, when they, yeah. would you catch the people? Yeah. I'm all for that. I'm for it. Yes. I'm going to run on that. It's a good beating? Yep. Okay. It's a good beating candidate. <laughs> <laughs> News update straight ahead. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp. <laughs> okay. David, you got a clip. This dude. Yeah. I mean, politicians are full of crap as a rule. This guy's over the top, dude. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, th this is Democrat Senator Chris Coons, who is also the co-chair of Biden's re-election campaign. And he's, he's just decided to completely uh, sell his soul uh, for the Biden campaign. Does he have a soul? No. Well, it's, it's gone if he had one. Yeah, it's gone. Uh, he was asked about the looming felony gun charge against the president's son, Hunter. And this is remarkable. Roll it. John, there's no news here. This is the same charge that U.S. Attorney Weiss was preparing to go to a resolution here in the court in Delaware. There's no ties between President Biden and his conduct as president and these regrettable matters with Hunter Biden. Hunter's looking forward to resolving this, yeah. uh, to moving forward with his life and his recovery. And I frankly admire the fact that President Biden stands by his son. But, but it but does, doesn't implicate oh his le his leadership as president, and I don't believe it'll have an impact on his reelection. Did I detect a little sleight of hand there from Coons? Maybe not. What specifically? What do you mean? Uh, let me roll this part back. In the court in Delaware, there's no ties between President Biden and his conduct uh, as yeah. president. And his conduct as president, because he was vice president. Oh, uh, that's nonsense. correct. Nonsense. That's a good going catch. On. That's yeah. a good catch, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was. No conduct as president. Because he can always come back and go, I never said, you know, as vice I president. I said as president. Yeah, I never said. Yeah. This was 2014, 2015. Why are we, uh, hmm, why are we relitigating the past? The guy is a yeah. train wreck of a father. Yeah. I mean, come on. This lauded father knows best sort of father of the year nonsense. Dude, with it, Joe honestly, Biden. Whenever the whole thing with the daughter gets brought up, I yeah. get uncomfortable. I don't well, want to talk about it, but it's weird. Well, you got a kid who went off the rails completely? Yeah, I'd, you know, it's I not mean, the parent's fault necessarily, but. I am waiting for one question in particular. Uh, well, one of two. One would be, uh, of course, what do you think your daughter was was mentioning when she talked about you showering with her at an inappropriate age, Mr. President? Also, hey, why did your son, Hunter, refer to you as Pedo Peter? Yeah. What is that? I don't yeah. know. 
No one yeah. will ask the question. It's so strange, man. It's really weird. Um, just some really strange things, even over the weekend. And it's <laughs> part of me, and I know people online were like, okay, this is it. We really are living in a simulation. As, <laughs> the, as far as the men go, the U.S. Open tennis tournament, Novak Djokovic, who is now the greatest of all time, 24th major, he wins. Everyone, your 2023 yeah. U.S. Open champion, Novak Djokovic. Who, of course, made headlines for days and days. He couldn't play the U.S. Open last year because no. we didn't let anybody in the country that wasn't vaccinated. That's right. Well, unless you were seeking asylum. Right. <laughs> Such a joke. And Moderna, for the U.S. Open, sponsors the shot of the day, Which and is- they... Have to give it to Novak. Well, we'll take you to the Moderna shot of the day, and it was saving the match point. point. Oh, the match, match point to get to Novak. That <laughs> had to kill them to the do Moderna that. Moderna shot of the day. Guy who's never taken one <laughs> and refuses to. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, biggest story of the day, David. Uh, to me, it really is that uh, President Biden did this big press conference and could barely get through it. And media is really not talking about it. Yeah, they, we don't have an honest media. It's propaganda. They only cover the things that they want to cover or feel like it fits a narrative. They will not tell the American people really what the American people would want to know about what's going on in the world and what's going on with particular politicians. It's really sad that we're in that state right now, but that's just the truth. Man, oh man. Okay. We got to get to another news update. And you got your big three, Scott Robbins. Yep. The trifecta straight ahead, buddy. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen Xer. Millennial David Van Camp, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Okay, it takes a fearless politician to just keep taking on the attacks and bouncing back up to overcome. And that's our vice president right now. (laughs) Yeah, because I like this. She did this interview on CBS Face the Nation with Margaret Brennan. And Margaret Brennan is asking her about criticism that she's received, almost as if it's completely unwarranted. Like it's just (laughs) sort of in a vacuum. A bunch of people are attacking you for no reason. But here is Kamala Harris's attempt at explaining her reaction and her plan to react to the criticism that's been lobbed against her. Okay. Listen, this is not new. There's nothing new about that. I mean, listen, I am, in my career, I was a career prosecutor. Um, I was the first woman elected district attorney of of San Francisco, a major city in this country, and re-elected. I was the first woman attorney general of the second largest department of justice in the United States and re-elected. I was a United States senator. I represented one in eight Americans, and I'm now vice president of the United States. They feel the need... You forgot about running for president, and you couldn't get even 2%. Yeah. I like the way they dealt their resume out there to you, though. Oh, yes. <laughs> Come on. Yes. Because it's very hard for a Democrat to get elected yeah. in those places. Right. I was just going to you know, say. Very difficult. They feel the need to attack because they're scared oh. mm-hmm. that we will win based on the merit 
of the work that Joe Biden and I and our administration has done. Why are Democrats attacking you? Why are they attacking you? Saying she can't be the one. Well, they want to win but, elections. That's why. But why the attack? Are yeah. they? Are you saying, Scott, that they think that she can't win? No, they know she can't win. They absolutely. Hell, they didn't vote for her. They had the chance. They I didn't know. want her. I know. Jeez, man. I know. Why I does suppose. She always, why, she, white is she always sounds like she's half smoked up. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, Joe Biden and I. She uses, like, different accents depending yeah. on where she's at. Well, that's true. I forgot about that, yeah. Yeah. She's got Meryl Streep, man. She's like Meryl Streep of politics. Well, I mean, when she had the big hip-hop party over at the White House over the yeah. weekend, she got a little bit jiggy. Jiggy with it? Is that what you're saying? I don't know. Maybe. I saw the I saw the video. I mean, yeah. I mean, there was a... You could tell as she was going on with it, she got a little bit more into Is it, maybe. It is music and melody and rhyme. Yes. And hip-hop is also an ethos of strength and Uh Uh self-determination, of ambition and aspiration, of pride, power, and purpose. Hip-hop is a declaration of identity. Yes. It says, I love who I am. I represent where I come from. And I know where I'm going. Right into it. It's not quite Hillary Clinton at the church. No, but it's close. But it's certainly in that ballpark. Did you, she danced too? Did you see her dancing? Yes, that was the thing that attracted me to the story. It's yeah. like somebody sends you Kamala Harris dancing at the hip hop party. What did you... and the outfit? I guess because it's like business attire she's yeah. in most of the time. It was like these pants. I think the in style is up above maybe the belly button. Yeah. I'm not a fashion person. Uh. I don't know how to say it. Uh, maybe not quite the shape you would think Kamala Harris would be in. No. Maybe that. Uh, there's a better way to say it. Um, Muffin topping. Uh, I don't think you want to say that. It's, like an that outfit doesn't uh, highlight your best attributes. No. Or assets. Well, I don't know what those are either. Mm-hmm. It looked a little frumpy there. Uh, yeah, that's a good word, frumpy. And then with the poor dancing to go along with the frumpy, it's a bad look. They because say? she kind of is trying to be this hip-hop style, you know, wearing the Converse. Remember when she became elected vice president, she was trying to capture that part of the American imagination, yeah. and no one was buying it? Well, this did not help her sell that at all, this dancing with the muffin top thing. It, in fairness, in celebration of 50 years of hip-hop, she was doing the frumpty frump. Do the frumpty okay. frump. Yep, yeah. Do the frump. Well, as they said on Seinfeld, looked like a full-body dry heave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's pretty yeah. cool. I'll give you that one. Okay. okay. You ready for your yeah, big go. Free? Okay. Go. Roll it out. It's the Scott Robbins trifecta. Are you ready? One, two, three. It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins' top three stories of the day. Always helped by his hero. I'm Casey Kasem. I think he's ready. Hey, buddy. Yeah. Have a good weekend. Hey, man, wait a minute. 
Yes. You were supposed to be over watching football with me, and you didn't show up. Got you. Never. Three. God dang it. What you got for number three today, Scott? Uh, Number three, the dam is breaking, my friends. Slowly, but it is leaking. Democrats are finally realizing that Joe Biden is not someone who should be running for a second term. Hmm. A majority of Americans, including Democrats, say Joe Biden is too damn old to run again. Voters don't want him to run again either. Democrats are starting to speak out. Who's that guy that's on uh, Young Turks? What's that guy's name? Sink something? Uh, yeah, Chank Uger, I think is how Cenk, you say his U- name. Thank you for that, David. I didn't, I, Uger was on uh, Twitter on Friday and Saturday, both days, blasting Joe Biden, said, I'll say the thing that no one else is willing to say. Joe Biden is being intensely selfish by running again. We're going to lose. Uh, and uh, good morning back in America. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? He's with it, huh? Uh, these these guys though, these flamethrowers that were you know hell bent on getting Donald Trump out of there, we really could support anybody. You guys supported him. You oh, were the I one think, lying about his condition then. I think that's the whole thing. They know that this time it ain't going to work. Oh. Like it's it. just not going to work. People won't vote for him. They can see it. There's no hiding it anymore. But I tell you what, I don't know about you. But I'm going to go to bed. <laughs> well, I've been saying that for three years now. Yeah. Should have been. Yeah. Yes. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Yep. Yes. Two. Uh, what you got for number two? Uh, I'm sorry, David. Uh, Nike is based in Beaverton, Oregon. We know that, right? Yeah. Nike is now going to close the Nike store. It's done. In Portland. Yeah, In Portland. Man. Wow. After months of negotiations with Mayor Todd Whalen that failed to result in any promises to improve public safety. Apparently, he neglected that. Nike has announced that the temporary closure has become permanent. We're done. We're out of here. We can't deal with you people anymore. We're going away. For those that don't know, Ted Wheeler is known as Todd, Todd Whalen on, this, on show. this show. Yeah. Not even Nike wants to be in Portland again. That's the rebuke. The uh, attraction as a city certainly wasn't the weather because we all know, you know, it's okay. It's been uh, kind of a reputation place where all the cool people are. Nike thought they could make a bundle doing it. But because of the high crime rate and them losing money, they said, we're done. We're out of here. We no longer can do this. We tried. We didn't get what we, we didn't hear what we needed to hear. And so we're leaving. Do you remember the first time we went in that store years yeah, ago? Yeah, you and I went. Yeah. David went. David, you got your Beaver Nation shirt. I did. I got, I got my Lady Beaver shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Did you ever think you'd see the day? No, I would say no. forget it because of the crime. But I'm seeing but, I mean, this happening it's, eight years ago. It's happening in cities all over America now. I mean, stores I that have been there for decades that are just going. We can't do this anymore. We we can't get insurance. I know loss prevention. It's crazy what's happening, and it seems like no one wants to do anything nope, about it. At exactly least the people in power. I mean, I'm Wheeler knew. Yeah, Wheeler knew this could happen. Oh, yeah. But he couldn't come to any sort of agreement that provided them with enough security to make it happen? I mean, he was saying, well, if you pay for the security. Well, shouldn't have. They pay the taxes, dude. People are (laughs) stealing stuff. And then even if security is paid for, can they really do their jobs? Right. You know? Now, on with the countdown. Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day, up to number one. Well, DraftKings has done something really, really dumb. They decided on 9-11 they would honor New York City by featuring what they described as a 9-11 parlay. What? Yeah, you take the, uh, you take the uh, Jets tonight, you take the Mets, and you take the Yankees. If all three win, you win. And they called it the 9-11 will never forget parlay. 
Oh, my goodness. We sincerely apologize, they did finally say, for the featured parlay. It was shared on uh, commemoration 9-11. We respect the significance of this day for our country and especially for the families and those who are directly affected. We are now taking it down, they said, after people went crazy when they put it up. This is what happens when you get a 21-year-old intern that makes all the decisions for you in marketing. <laughs> this type of crap happens all the time. I don't know if you saw any Sunday Night Football. There was, you know, remember it's 9-11. Yeah. And then they had Queen LaReefer out there. National I, Anthem. I it's didn't like, see that. I you didn't, didn't see, see Latif out there? No, I didn't see her. Yeah. Sorry, I missed that. And I don't know. You were like, okay, the Giants, will they be inspired by all of this? Uh, apparently not. Apparently not. Wow. Got drubbed. Oh, wow. They look. I'm not sure. Are they that bad? Are the Cowboys that good? Or did just somebody have a good night and a bad night? Cowboys defense was awful. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That was something. I got one other story if you want. I mean, it's, it's up to want you. Want another one? I always like other ones, Casey. Thank you. Um, This was interesting. This lady in Salt Lake City driving around in a black Dodge Charger. Yeah. Oh, fun to drive. Yeah, they are. She had bought it used. People in front of her kept pulling over, letting her pass. She didn't know what was going on. Why is everybody pulling over? Can't figure it out. She didn't have any idea why until she saw a picture released by Salt Lake City Police last Wednesday. It turned out the car was modified so the fog lights could flash any color you wanted. And whoever owned the car before her had them set to red and blue. So it looked like an unmarked cop car she didn't know that no holy cow you couldn't tell when you were driving yeah no she actually there's a story goes she could have faced charges for impersonating an officer but she turned herself in and cops determined it really was an innocent mistake she's already had the lights removed didn't know you're just driving down the road everybody's pulling over you're like what what's everybody doing yeah it's pretty hilarious yeah. And cool. there you have it. Be fun, man. Yeah, but those when I was in high school, we'd have had a ball with that. Oh, that would have been a lot of trouble, man. No doubt about that. Okay. Uh, boy, there's another news update. Yeah, Biden's not going to make it. Certainly doesn't look that way. And we got to get the Nimrods of the news straight ahead right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. But I'm going to go to bed. Um. David, you just mentioned off air. This White House can't do anything right. No, they can't. What were you alluding to? So there? you know how today is the 22nd anniversary of the September 11th uh, terrorist attacks. Yes. Saudi Arabia, a big player in yep. helping to finance and orchestrate that terror attack. National Security Council spokeswoman Adrian Watson puts out a statement on September 11th. We welcome this weekend's announcement by Saudi Arabia committing $20 billion to support President Biden's signature initiative, the Partnership for Global Infrastructure. Read the freaking room, you morons. Oh, my goodness. Robbins has a look on his face right now that you don't see often. Explain what's going through your head. Well, I'm just stunned. I'm stunned. Who? What's going on? Is that there, can't wait a week, right? Is there any day? vetting process at all? Is anybody? I mean, is, 
Is this somebody that just randomly does this? There, no check, no guardrails at all? Just throw it out there. The thing you have to remember is that outside of the diversity hires, and in some cases including the diversity hires, but everybody else is a silver spoon moron who yeah. had their way paved by mommy and daddy's money their entire lives and never got told that they were morons. Golly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how else you can explain it. But they, they, and they associate with other morons. Those are their friends and the people they associate with and go to well, dinner parties okay. with and that sort of thing. Real quick, over the weekend I see a documentary, and it's about Afghanistan and what happened right after 9-11 and the spy operation. And it was this fascinating story. And all these different guys, a couple of them, they had basically retired. And they went out of retirement. The guy telling his wife, I have to go. She's like, you're retired. He's like, you see what just happened yeah. on 9-11? I got to do this. And all the effort and lives lost in Afghanistan over that 20 years to see it all go down. And then the reaction from all these people that were involved in the aftermath of 9-11. All like, wonder what was it for? Yeah. Because it's worse off now in Afghanistan right. than before we ever got there. Mm -hmm. And it is you, and no one got fired in the current White House for the way we left there. Nope. It's absolutely astounding. Man, oh man. But I'm going to go to bed. Yeah, that would probably be a good idea. Okay, and with that, let's go to Nimrods. Roll it. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the news on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the news. Um, got this report. Florida, 30-year-old woman went to Walmart, arrested. Someone reported that she'd left two young kids in a locked car. 91 degrees. Eh, not cool. It was 20 minutes. Oh, jeez. Car wasn't running, so, of course, the air conditioning wasn't on. Oh, God. Windows weren't rolled down. Car was parked on the asphalt in the sun. Oh. So, 63 years old. Okay. So they were checked out of the hospital, going to be okay. But this is the part of the story, this Nimrod. Woman's in the back of the police cruiser. She didn't really show any concern for the kids, according to the story. You know what she said to the cop? Hey, can you crank up the AC? It's hot in here. Oh, oh no. Okay. Public caning, baton yep. to the back of the skull. Thank yep. you, public no. caning. All right, we're all in agreement. Yep. Bring it back. Lean on Singapore. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show.